This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Again, everybody, welcome to Screen Time, movie streaming, and everything in between. Gary Tagway, along with Drew Yano, and we're going to talk about our new favorite show. It's called The Night Agent, which is streaming on Netflix. It is a Sean Ryan vehicle. Drew can elaborate more on that coming up, starring Gabriel Basso and Lucianne Buchanan. Uh, I believe is how I pronounce her name, and she stars yeah. as Rose. Gabriel is Peter. Um, and what happens is Peter is in the FBI, and there's a lot of reasons why, but he ends up working as a night agent in a room in the White House that has a phone. And this phone gets a call in certain situations. And in this first episode... Basically, it never rings. So it's a big deal when it rings in this Right, show. when it rings. It's like usually it's just, you know, he's doing paperwork, right? Passing the time. It never rings, but when it rings... It's, it's, designed it for, it's designed for agents who are out there who might get in a jam and need help quickly. But Correct. It almost that's something we learn as it goes. At first, we're not sure yes. why he's there, but that's something we learn as it goes. So, Drew, Let's I mean, stop here for a second, Gary, because th- this is the show everybody's talking about. Like, if we go out to dinner with somebody and say, hey, you watching anything, the first thing that right. pops up, night agent, yeah, everybody says it's great. And it is. So, you know, we thought we would do it because, you know, it's... The number one thing on Netflix. Yeah, it's definitely got a buzz. I mean, there's no question. It, it's it's got a buzz. Um, but like, talk about like Sean Ryan and his background and and why it was probably why he was able to get this thing made. He's a, a TV producer, an executive producer. He's created a bunch of shows, um, and he's written too. He's a writer too, but he's mostly known for developing shows. And the first one he did is The Shield, which Michael Chiklis, you know, oh. phenomenal show. It was legendary at the time. Kind of a rough thing, you know, it was on Fox. That was when Fox was starting to, you know, trying to test the boundaries of, of you know, network TV. And that ran for a while. And he was hot. He, he got offered a bunch of stuff. And he ended up doing uh, this show called The Unit with David Mamet. Oh, right. With him. Right. He did, uh, Get the other ones. He did. Well, he's doing SWAT now, which is the big thing on CBS. Uh, but he's done a is, bunch of them, and he's my wife loves SWAT. Was a big one. Um, and you know, he's just a guy. I kind of forgot about him, to be honest with you, because I don't watch SWAT. I don't watch that kind of stuff. I don't, no offense to it. It's, I'm sure it's great, but you know, CBS dramas, and I'm not watching them. It's a procedural. It's there's still a market for it, but. You know, yeah. But you got to give him credit because he's the one who found, I think he found the Matthew Quirk novel, and I'll tell you about Matthew Quirk in a minute, and brought it to Netflix and sold it. And look, there's source material here. He didn't create this out of thin air. The source material is a novel by a guy who writes thrillers. His name's Matthew Quirk. 
and he's got quite a following. He he was a writer for Atlantic Monthly, and he'd written about, um, I think it's crime, international terrorism, uh, contractors for the government, all that right. kind of stuff. And then he started writing, um, you know, these thrillers. And I guess he got nominated for an Edgar. And he's a great writer. I mean, people love it. So John Ryan found this and brought it to Netflix and sold it to him. And the beauty of this thing is it. I remember when it, they were advertising it on Netflix and they really did a good job. It's a, it's a night agent. It's a great title. And this whole premise of, you know, he's sitting in the basement of the White House next to a phone that never rings. Then it rings. And you're like, oh, shit. I remember I couldn't remember the name of it after I saw that preview, which was, you know, a month before it ever came out. And I'm thinking, geez, what is that show? What is that show? And then, like, just before it came out, I saw it up on Netflix and said, okay, good. I got to watch this. And, you know, the, the, the best thing about this, to show how popular it is, within one week of its premiere, Netflix signed on for right. a second season. Right. And that's pretty much unheard of. And, um, you know, the thing of note is if you love this show, and I, I like it a lot, um, there's no more source material. There's, <laughs> season one is the book. Matthew Quirk didn't write a sequel. So they're going to have to start from scratch here. And that's where it can get dicey, right? You're going to have the characters. A lot of them are dead, by the way, or in prison. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. They got the two main characters, which is great. Right, Peter and Rose. Yeah. And, but, and they're newcomers, as you've mentioned. They're newcomers. So just to give people a little bit of a taste, so when the phone rings, um, Peter uh, gets a distress signal from a couple of secret agents that are undercover and who are in trouble. And their, uh, their niece is with them. The niece becomes involved. And then what happens is that Gabriel Basso playing Peter has to protect the road, has to protect their niece, Rose. So it's Peter and Rose, and they're both, you know, a couple of good looking kids in their 20s. You know, screw them, <laughs> you know, right? Which is what you want. And yeah. there's a chemistry there between them. There's so a great, great people, there's them. a great chemistry between Peter and Rose, and they're great actors. These kids are really good. Listen to me, kids, they're in their 20s, but, you know, they're very good actors. So and, I got pants older than them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got warts older than them. Um, and, nope. then, and then now it, the great part of the writing is, so there's Peter and Rose. They don't know who to trust. They don't know. No, who they're, they're warned. She's warned by her aunt, I believe it is. Right. I can't remember if it's the aunt or the uncle gives her the number to call. But right. I, she's warned that there's somebody inside the White House. Right. And you can't trust them. So she, at first, she doesn't even trust Peter. Right. So it's, again, great premise. And you got to yeah. give Matthew Kirk all the credit because he created, he created this thing. And it's his, it's his baby. It's his story. So now they're on the run. Um, right. And you have gone further than I have. And how many I've episodes? Seen the whole thing, yeah. How many episodes is it? Ten. Ten. And, Ten. and I'm going to tell you, it builds. Because when I saw the first episode, I'm like, my wife and I are looking going, eh, it's kind of implausible. I'm not sure I'm buying this. Then we watch the second one. I go, man, this is a little better. Then you get to the third one. You're going, oh, I like this. 
And then they just get better and better and better right. as the characters develop, the story develops, because you're led to believe that the bad guy, I'm not going to give it away. They don't have to cover, cover your ears. You're led to believe very in the beginning, this, this has got to be the bad guy, but it's almost so obvious that you don't trust it to be the bad guy. Oh, I didn't believe it was the bad guy. Exactly. And then you have these other characters and you're, any one of them can be the bad person because there's male and female. And it's really good how they eventually get to it. And I'm telling you, the last episode's very fast. The, the, the next to the last and the last episodes are very good. Really good. Well, one and, of the things, yeah, I thought one of the problems at the beginning was, I thought they could have taken a little more time with the setup. Okay, folks, if you watch the first episode, you'll see it. It opens as a bomb on a subway, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the way he went about it, I thought he would have actually, you know, the way he went about diffusing the situation, which in the end, it worked out overall. But I thought it was like they made it a little too difficult and it shouldn't have been that difficult. It was like, get the bomb off the train and capture the bad guy. Like, go get the guy. And I thought there was... I'm not, I'm not giving anything away, but when you watch the first episode, you think he's a hero. And for some reason, he's treated like he's not. And it has to do with his father. And right. So well, that's yeah, that's, that's, of the hospital of, of the White House. I, I'm glad you brought that up. His father has a past that is haunting him. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. So I kind of thought the the bomb on the train thing was a little. They didn't set that up right. I thought that was a a, a little strange. But it's very important in the end. It's well, it's very, very important in the end. So if you can get past that, because I was screaming. It's one of those incidents where I'm screaming at the TV. No idiot, do this. You know, and I kind of like if I'm doing that. But maybe that's just me. Well, I, I saw Stephen King on Twitter. Oh, that's I saw it too. Praising it. And and I wrote back and said, yeah, I spent half the time thinking, oh, that's ridiculous. And the other time screaming, this is fantastic. And it really is one of those things where there's stuff in it you're going to go, ah, nah, I'm not like, quite so sure, like you. And then I'm telling you, you get to eight, nine, and 10, you're it's really good. Well, let's, you know, the thing of it is, is that like you have always told me when it comes to writing. So people, you should watch this. That's what we're saying. No, but absolutely. When it comes to writing, you just have to have likable characters. And we've talked about films and movies, you know, like, for example, Uncut Gems. I'm a fan of Adam Sandler in the movie until the end, because there's no, no redeeming quality of the character, you know, and these characters, you just like them. And that's because of the writing and it's because of the actor. Uh, and I think these two young actors, we're going to hear from them down the road. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You like we're going to do our top five on uh, the up and coming actors. Right. In our, in our view, as usual. Um, and these certainly are among them. Yeah. Among the nominees. Yeah. I mean, Basso, this kid Basso, you, we're going to hear from him. I mean, he could be a Bond down the road. But there's also, I mean, he's handsome and he's good looking. We understand that. But so wasn't Harrison Ford. And there's something about Harrison Ford that still made you want to watch him. Um, it's more than just good looks. There has to be some quality. He can act. He can act. He can act. He can act. So we're not going to, it's not one of those things where he's just a pretty face. He can't act. It's like, bleh. But again, he's interesting background. He was a child actor. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was his first adult part, but Hillbilly Elegy, which is the Ron Howard film of J.D. Vance's uh, young life in the hills of Kentucky. He plays 
J.D. Vance as a young man. And I, I love the movie. I thought it was really good. And he was in, I think it was called Super 8, which he was a, a really a kid in that. You know, the kids find the Super 8 film thing. Um, interesting that he gets cast in this because you know, they must not have thought this is going to be a big hit because they cast him. And then they cast Lucianne Buchanan, who's from New Zealand. No American credits. But she's got a decent number of New Zealand credits, but no American credits. And in fact, she says that she was, you know, during COVID, she found out about this. So she taped uh, an audition yeah. that she knew about and sent it out and thought, I don't stand a chance. I'm in New Zealand. I don't care. Right. They loved her. They cast her. Right. And I think she's very good. We'll hear from her again. We should. I My agree. wife didn't like the ending because of how they treated her character. I thought it was true to the character. And besides, we know more is coming, so I don't have a problem with it. Okay. But I'm just going to say that without spoiling anything for anybody who hasn't seen it. So watch it. The Night Agent, Drew told me about it. Stephen King told us about it. It's well worth your time. Well, let's put on a couple more people. There's, there's oh, that. sure. Go ahead. Fola Evans Akimbola plays a Secret Service agent who's kind of tough and up and coming and not particularly likable, although in the end she turns out great. Sarah Desjardins plays the vice president's daughter who ends up having a big role in this. She's huh. in the, the series Yellow Jackets, which I have not watched. Um uh, there's two assassins in this, male and female, that are very good, and they're a couple. And Eve Harlow plays the female one, and she's really good. She's, she's very good. And, you know, that's part of it is these other characters are very good. And so, you know, the, the other secret service agent who comes in to see Chelsea, to work with Chelsea, is a guy who's been shot. He took a bullet for the president, but he had a drug problem, so she doesn't trust him. And it, they have a really good relationship, but that doesn't start till probably episode five, I can't, if I remember correctly. But that's why once you start this, hang on, go for it. You're going to like it. I mean, I've got diverse friends. All of them have seen it. All of them love it. So to me, I don't think you'll be wasting your time. And once again, with streaming, the acting never disappoints. No, because it's where it is. I hate to say it. We were just talking about the movie Air. We'll do that soon. Um, they made it a movie. Bless their heart. They're in the theaters. People are going. But you think it's going to revive the theater. I don't think anything's going to revive the theater. But Yeah, you're me. probably right. Wishful thinking. All right, Drew. As always, a pleasure coming up. Uh, you can check out our top five Young and Rising Stars. Uh, we're going to do that. You can um, watch that on our YouTube channel and also wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this has been Screen Time. We'll be streaming and everything in between. That's for Yana. I'm Gary Tangway. Watch The Night Agents on Netflix. Mm -hmm.